If you've been hurt by a truck, you can call Colombo Law 24-7 and we'll be there to make sure you're taken care of. When someone is hurt by a truck, Colombo Law is the law firm people call to get answers. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law. The White House urges Americans to leave Ukraine immediately. We are conveying to American citizens they should leave now. Inflation hits a 40-year high. These are extremely damaging numbers. Biden's low polling numbers among minority voters and its potential on the midterms. Democrats in general are losing minority support, but especially Biden. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, February 11th. I'm Mike Scott. Speaking to reporters, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki warned Americans on Thursday to leave Ukraine immediately. We are, uh, we are, there is not an intention uh, for there to be a departure or an evacuation of, along those lines. Uh, so we are conveying to American citizens they should leave now. Psaki went on to suggest methods in which Americans can leave the country and connect with the State Department for contingency plans. American citizens, our recommendation is that U.S. citizens currently in Ukraine consider departing now using commercial or other privately available transportation options. Use the online form in our updated travel advisory to tell us their plans so they can best conduct our ongoing contingency planning and register in step to ensure they receive alerts and guidance from the State Department. Inflation hits a 40-year high. The consumer price index for all urban consumers increased six-tenths of eight percent in January. On a seasonally adjusted basis, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that figure yesterday. Over the last 12 months, the All Items Index increased 7.5% before seasonal adjustment. Jerome Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve, says their policy is adapting. Against a backdrop of elevated inflation and a strong labor market, our policy has been adapting to the evolving economic environment. And it will continue to do so. Powell went on to say that inflation is higher and has gone on longer than they initially anticipated. Inflation remains well above our longer run goal of 2%. Supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic and the reopening of the economy have continued to contribute to elevated levels of inflation. In particular, bottlenecks and supply constraints are limiting how quickly production can respond to higher demand in the near term. These problems have been larger and longer lasting than anticipated, exacerbated by waves of the virus. Powell admits that inflation is a hardship for many Americans. We understand that high inflation imposes significant hardship, especially on those least able to meet the high, higher costs of essentials like food, housing and transportation. In addition, we believe that the best thing we can do to support continued labor market gains is to promote a long expansion and that will require price stability. Joining Fox News, Stephen Moore, FreedomWorks' senior economic contributor, doesn't hold back on how bad these numbers are. These are extremely damaging numbers. You're talking about not only did we get the 7% inflation number, which is the worst in 35 to 40 years. Moore also discussed the importance of the wholesale producer price. 
got a number for the wholesale producer prices. Those were up almost 10% over the last year. We That was the worst number ever, ever that they've recorded. Moore went on to say that inflation acts as a tax particularly among lower-income families. This is a uh, what I call a huge tax on lower-income people. It, it really makes uh, calls out the lie when Biden says, well, I'm only going to tax people who make less than 400 or more than $400,000. Wait a minute. Every time you go to the grocery store, every time you go to the mm-hmm. gas pump, every time you make an airline purchase, you are paying this Biden inflation tax. When asked if there was something the Biden administration could do to ease inflation, Stephen Moore said this. Yes, of course there's a solution to the inflation problem. You have to do two things. Number one, we have to stop the massive spending and borrowing, the multi-trillions of dollars. That's the reason we have the inflation, is we keep spending and spending and spending amounts that have ne- we've never seen before in the history of this country. And thank God, I mean, thank God for Joe Manchin killing that uh, Build Back Better bill. That would have been another $5 trillion of spending that we can't afford. So that's the most important thing. We should start cutting spending, not raising spending. And the second thing that can be done to alleviate inflation? Number two, the Fed also has to take a big part of the blame here. They have been behind the curve for the last year. First, they said there was no inflation. Then they said it's transitory inflation. Now they have finally admitted that inflation may be, quote, entrenched in the economy. So it's time to start raising interest rates, cutting government spending. And if that happens, yeah, we can get uh, we can get the inflation under control. A wildfire fanned by gusty Santa Ana winds erupted in the hills on the Southern California coast early Thursday. But firefighters kept flames from damaging homes, and after several hours, officials were optimistic the blaze could be stopped. Laguna Beach Fire Chief Mike Garcia says evacuations are in place. The communities of Emerald Bay and Irvine Cove are under mandatory evacuation, and everybody fortunately has left. Uh, North Laguna Beach is under advisory, and we're asking our community to stay vigilant, be prepared to leave when asked to do so. Orange County Fire Chief Brian Fennessy says the wildfire is about 5% contained. The fire spread is to the north, but the fire is not spreading rapidly at this time. Fennessy went on to say that a wildfire like this is not surprising, given the gusty Santa Ana winds blowing in the area. Everybody's been informed that we've had several Santa Ana wind events, the high pressures upon us, and we were expecting and are experiencing record temperatures, dry weather, and low humidity. Painted the polls for the Biden administration. President Joe Biden's public approval rating fell to the lowest level of his presidency this week, with only 41% saying they approved of the job he was doing. Biden is also losing support of black and Latino voters. In a recent poll of black voters, support for President Biden fell from 9 in 10 to 6 in 10. Jeff Charles, host of a Fresh Perspective podcast and writer at Red State, joins the Daybreak Insider podcast with his thoughts on how this will impact Democrats come the midterms. With President Biden's poor polling, do you see Democrats 
distancing themselves from him before the midterms. You know what? I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, who goes by Beto to appeal to Hispanics, actually did the same thing, uh, I think, a couple of times last year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see more and more people trying to distance themselves from this president because he is unpopular and it is not likely that he's going to rebound anytime soon. I mean, he's already shown his incompetence. So the American people see what he is. So it wouldn't be a good idea for people to be glomming on to President Joe Biden right now. Why do you think Biden is faltering among minority voters? Oh, that's easy because he's not doing what he promised to do and he didn't even intend to do it. I think a lot of these people voted against Trump more than they voted for for Biden. But when it comes to minorities, especially black Americans, I mean, President Biden made sweeping promises to the black community. And right when he took office, it seems like he's focused on everybody but black people. I mean, you had the Asian, uh, the anti-Asian hate crime bill that he focused on. Fine. He also wants to grant a, a pathway to citizenship for tens of millions of illegal immigrants. And for black people, it seems that all he has to offer are crack pipes. So, I mean, it, it doesn't it, it makes sense that his numbers are dropping. And I think they're going to drop even more when they realize that he, he's not really there to, to do anything for them. He was just using us. He was just using the black community. He, that's, that's what Democrats do. They use us. Do you think Democrats will pivot their messaging in order to win back some of the voters they may have lost, especially in contested districts? I do think that they will. Um, especially in the, the Democrats who are more vulnerable, the crime issue, the Republicans are using that to great effect, and they should be, because the Democrats have been stopped on crime. Now, to be fair, this isn't all Democrats. I mean, not all Democrats signed on with the whole defund the police initiative. A lot of them didn't and got mad at the ones who did because that caused them a lot of problems. So I do think that we're going to see a lot of Democrats in Congress pivoting on that, or at least trying to emphasize that they're not soft on crime. I think we'll see that even from gubernatorial candidates. Would pivoting their message even help Democrats? The question is, is it too late? (laughs) I think it might be too late for that. I, I don't think that even if they pivot, that they'll be taken seriously. Honestly, I think the only Democrat who is going to be taken seriously when he says he's tough on crime is New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who just got elected. But that's because he campaigned on it and he was a former police officer. Other than that, the rest don't have much of a hope. Looking at the midterms, if Democrats cannot win back black and Latino voters, will it impact them at the ballot box? It's going to hurt them a lot. I mean, I think... The, the Democrats in general are losing minority support, but especially Biden. But the, here's the thing, though. That doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Republican Party. I mean, these people aren't going to just automatically go vote Republicans, and that's not going to happen until the Republican Party actually starts to court their votes. But it does mean that a higher percentage of them I expect to stay home. Uh, the question is, will they learn the lesson, or will, will they just say they got less minority support because of voter suppression or whatever else they make up? Our thanks to Jeff for joining the Daybreak Insider podcast. To read more from Jeff Charles, head to redstate.com or catch him on his podcast, A Fresh Perspective on Apple Podcasts. Congress Thursday gave final approval to legislation guaranteeing that people who experience sexual harassment at work can seek recourse in the courts. Senator Kirsten Gillenbrand, who spearheaded the effort to get Congress to approve that legislation, describes the bill as one of the most significant workplace reforms in American history. 
The bill is going to help fix a broken system that protects perpetrators and corporations and ends the days of silencing survivors. Gillibrand says the measure bars employment contracts from forcing people to settle sexual assault or harassment cases through arbitration rather than in court. No longer will survivors of sexual assault or harassment in the workplace come forward and be told that they are legally forbidden to sue their employer because somewhere buried in their employment contracts was this forced arbitration clause. The House Oversight and Reform Committee says it's launching a probe into former President Trump's records recovered by the National Archives and Records Administration from his Mar-a-Lago residence. Correspondent Bernie Bennett reports. Oversight Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney of New York said in a statement that she was, quote, deeply concerned that these records were not provided to the National Archives and Records Administration promptly at the end of the Trump administration and that they appear to have been removed from the White House. Maloney wrote a letter to the archivist seeking information on 15 boxes of records the National Archives recovered from Mr. Trump at his Mar-a-Lago resort. The former president said in a statement issued through his Save America PAC that he returned the papers to the National Archives without issue. Mr. Trump also slammed reporting that said documents were disposed of during his time in office. Bernie Bennett in Washington. AstraZeneca has recorded a big jump in revenue as it begins to take a profit from its coronavirus vaccine for the first time. The company recorded full-year revenues of $37.4 billion. That's an increase of 38% from the year before at constant exchange rates. Part of the boost came from $4 billion in sales of its COVID-19 vaccine developed with the University of Oxford. Kansas lawmakers have voted for over $1 billion in tax breaks for a project even though most of them don't know what it's for. Correspondent Jennifer King has more. It's secrecy that rankles some in Kansas. Legislators there have approved a bill offering the state's largest ever package of tax incentives, worth over a billion dollars, and a statewide cut in corporate taxes in an effort to lure in thousands of jobs. They did so even though most didn't know the name of the companies involved or even what they planned to make. Deputy Commerce Secretary Paul Hughes has said that Kansas is pursuing a massive advanced manufacturing facility that will employ 4,000 people, earning an average of $50,000 a year. I'm Jennifer King. A former GOP senator says China's poor record on human rights is a leading factor in the low ratings for the Winter Games in Beijing. Daybreak insider Bob Agnew has details. Former U.S. Senator Jim Tallon says the low ratings reflect China's growing unpopularity, something its Western critics could be taking advantage of. We have not organized it as way, the way we should. Tallon says the Winter Games would be a great platform for the U.S. and others to highlight the Chinese Communist Party's repression of religious minorities and its genocide against Muslim Uyghurs. Really exploding their narrative. I think would be very effective in the competition. Former U.S. Senator Jim Tallent was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Bob Agnew reporting. And finally, Major League Baseball and its locked-out players agreed to resume negotiations Saturday after an 11-day break. With the second-longest work stoppage in baseball history stretching into day 71, spring training remains on hold. We get the latest on the hot stove from Ed Donahue. It means a possible delay of the start of the season because of the owner's lockout. But Commissioner Rob Manfred is optimistic. We understand where the calendar is. 
But um, until we have that conversation and until we see how this um, session on Saturday goes, it's no change. That meeting will be just the fifth economic bargaining session since the five-year labor contract expired. I see missing games as a disastrous outcome for for this industry. And we're committed to making an agreement in an effort to avoid that. Manfred says you're always one breakthrough away from making an agreement. What seemed like a big gap on this topic or that topic isn't such a big gap anymore. The sides disagree on minimum salaries and luxury tax thresholds. I'm Ed Donahue. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.